Welcome to the AP Podcast. This is your host, Mike Shea. Several times a week, I receive emails from new bands around the country asking how they can make it big in the music industry. Sometimes they just want me to check out their songs on MySpace and give them an honest opinion. Most times, though, they want to know the secrets to surviving in today's music industry. Now, what I realized was what these bands needed was some form of advice, not just from me, but from others within the music industry that are surviving in it now. So these podcasts are literally about that, the music business, how it functions or dysfunctions, and how it's adapting or not to today's ever-changing technology, as well as to music fans' desires and demands. This first podcast is with a musician whose band is the latest example of one that has struggled at the bottom, paying its credibility dues within the music underground, and then breaking big into pop-punk stardom. I'm talking about Chicago's Fall Out Boy, and our guest is the band's bassist and aspiring DIY businessman, Pete Wentz. Pete and the other three members of the band, singer Patrick Stump, guitarist Joe Troman, and drummer Andy Hurley, are now considered at one of the peaks in their career. They've gone from playing basement shows in suburban Illinois to playing sold-out concerts in mega arenas around the world. Yet the band is now struggling to maintain its credibility with its original fan base, while also handling the ever-growing demands from their mainstream success with crossover audiences. An ever-curious entrepreneur, 28-year-old Pete Wentz has started his own record company, Decadence Records, which he co-owns with Fueled by Ramen owner John Janik. The roster of artists Pete has signed to date are some of the hottest bands in music today, including Panic at the Disco, The Academy Is, Gym Class Heroes, Cobra Starship, classic punk band Lifetime, and a band whose fan base is growing by the hour, The Hush Sound. He has also started his own media company, Clandestine Industries. It includes a growing boutique clothing line, a book division, and a DVD line. And he recently started an independent film company called Bart Skull Films. In 2005, he released the DVD Release the Bats, a mosh pit of jackass-like pranks mixed in with backstage footage and outtakes that quickly became a hit with the band's underground fan base. It's with this DVD and Pete's overall objectives with his film company that we begin this interview and a look into the business that is Fall Out Boy. Was your idea for your, your film division, your DVD division, is it kind of like to make things that are more or less like for a particular group of people or is this something you're trying to kind of hope in the end like you're going to start putting out things like a... You know the uh, you know like like the Woodstock DVDs that come out and they're 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 accessible to a majority of the people around the country. See, I don't even I haven't I guess put as much thought into that particular like division as I think I should. Um, we've been talking about a release the bats too for the longest time already. Now. Yeah, and we 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 have all the footage. We haven't edited it, and uh, it's kind of. Uh, moved away from some of the jackassy stuff to more i mean i think uh a more intimate like behind the scenes and then like also kind of like with these skits within it as well and uh i mean i would love to be able to do to appeal to a wider audience but the problem is every time well every time i'm ever told that you we want to do that or whatever we were told you know you need financial backing or you need whatever and that to be honest, because of where our band is and stuff, it's not really that hard to get that, but it's always this, like, you know, $10 million snowboarder movie where it's a band and they, like, rob banks, too, or something. Like, I don't know. Like, right. And that's, like, really one that we've been approached with. That's, like, honestly one we've been approached with, you know? And, like, um, I know enough that anything that I put my name on or our brand on, it has to be something that I'm really into. And so... If it's not, you know, and it's just to get your foot in the door, I think it's probably just like a poor idea. So it's something where um, 
I want to do it more and um one of the other things I want to do is I want to release um for like our artists and for Fallout Boy is release like uh video reels because you know I don't know like Morrissey used to do it and stuff and I don't think bands really do it as much anymore sometimes labels do but they'll just like slap it on kind of you know or whatever right. and it's like I think that there's videos that we have out you know that people a lot of people have probably just never seen before because they just don't get played anywhere at all and I think it would be cool at some point to have like this one that's like career spanning like an ultimate box set visual yeah. box set yeah definitely so is it is it something like um is it something like for the you know when you're starting the DVD side? Is it something that you're just you're purposely as a as a entrepreneur? Is it something that you're sitting there going, I want to have my hand in as many things as possible that could tie that could utilize the talents of our band into? Is that really the idea, or is it kind of like you're you're waking up one day going, you know what? Maybe I just want to have a. It's kind of like a mix of both because sometimes it's like ah I really want like and you get like I said like we get approached with like the craziest stuff ever like how about you know a Fall Out Boy sports drink and you're like let me think <laughs> you know and it's always like you know you're always weighing like the the you know what makes sense versus what really just doesn't make sense at all you know and sure. what's forward moving which versus what's not and um I'm not, I'm not stupid. I pay attention to like, you know, DVDs are um, kind of an essential technology as far as uh, that goes right now, I think, because, I mean, uh, ripping them and downloading them is still a lot harder to do than music. And I, I've noticed a lot of um, shows and different things kind of have more cult followings than DVDs and you're able to kind of do that, you know, I mean... A gold, a gold DVD, I think, is fifty thousand. You know, and uh, I just think that it's a, it's kind of a different market, and it's, it's interesting, and it's something interesting to do. But we're kind of just dipping our, our foot, our toe in it right now, and um, not trying to jump headfirst and put out like a thousand DVDs or like, you know, like before we've really figured it out because it's a completely the, 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 the interesting thing about all the facets is they're, they're completely different. <clears throat> And if you approach them only the same way you approach your band, um, I don't know. I've particularly noticed like I feel like a lot of I've seen a lot of musicians kind of fail in other endeavors because I think they've approached them like they approach their band. It's like um, people are you know will ask me why I don't wear like clandestine on stage every single night, and one of the reasons is because I've watched with um, you know whether it's rappers or musicians or whatever and. Um, Sometimes their clothing line will have something cool in it or whatever, but at some point it became oversaturated, like they'd worn it too much, and essentially they have two of these things, like two of their band, you know, and it's like people who are not into your band might even think that the, the, the thing is cool, but they're not going to buy it because right. it essentially means that they like your band, you know? Right. And right. so, um, I don't know, it's a fine line to walk because at the same time you want people to know about it and, you know, I don't go and slap it on other bands or anything like that. So it's kind of like, how do you do it? You know, it's a it's a it's a exercise in in marketing and subtlety. Yes, definitely. Or almost subconsciousness. Definitely. Yeah. We've it's kind of interesting because we actually found that um, uh, you know as much as you know people may want this thing in one format, but another format may not happen. Like with the Offspring, every time we put the Offspring on the cover, it never sold. I mean, you know, multi million. You know, even at their, that peak when right. they were in, there was a 95, 96 or so like right. that. Uh, and 
soul crap. Right. And it was, so we just kind of got the feeling that Offspring fans just want to hear them. Yeah, they don't totally. want to read about them. So, yeah, you know, it definitely does happen. But you know, um, is this something where you know you went to University of DePaul? Mm-hmm. And now the question is, uh, I had heard that you had majored in business, but I've also heard political science. Political science. Political yeah. science. Mm-hmm. So was this something that you were kind of you know at some point sitting back in, in college? Uh, you know, I remember when I was in college. I would start daydreaming at some point or another, mm. especially with a bad prof. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and you start daydreaming like, you know, someday I'm going to do this, that, and this, and this, and this. And was a lot of these projects that you're doing now with the books and that, was that something that you would kind of like, you know, thought about back then? Or is this something now where just kind of kicked in with the opportunities because of the connections, the networking, the money, and the success, and the I branding? Th- I think I always had daydreams. Like I would have um, ideas, and I still have them all the time where I'm always like, I'm like, Man, I really want to get this patented. You know, I'll come up with you know random ideas and sure, and, right. and and you know what I'm saying. And it's like there's sometimes the stupidest things, but I mean, you watch these things that come out, and some of them are just like the stupidest kind of you know whatever ideas. And so I've always had that. And this is just um, kind of just a huge stepping stone to be able to um, kind of showcase some of the ideas, and you know, some of them. Some of them you have um, a huge passion for, but still aren't interesting to people. And it's like, how do you negotiate? Like, it's still something that you feel passionate about. So you're still going to put some of your effort into it. But, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's interesting. Is there something where you um, just I just have to get this out of my head because I, I do so much in politics on my side mm-hmm. on my side time. But um, was that why did why the political science? Um it's weird. Uh, growing up in high school, I really liked writing and I really liked history, and I couldn't really care for any other subjects at all. And uh, same here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and yeah. so um, when I went into uh, college, I just found myself grab like I I went in and I was like you know uh, undeclared for a long time, and I kind of just found myself gravitating towards those courses and particularly those professors. I really felt like, um, for the most part, they had, uh, similar ideologies to me. I felt like, um, Mm -hmm. at DePaul and, uh, but similar in the way, the way they were, um, obviously older and far more well thought out, you know? And, uh, I just thought that that was probably the direction that I would be heading in my life. And so, um, I don't know. I was really interested in it, and I didn't want to have just like a ca- uh, cocktail party knowledge of it. Kind of like I wanted to be able to really, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. So right, get into the Habsburg Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, totally. exactly. Let's debate about but, it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> for all the history geeks out there, what was your period? Every every history geek's got a period that they were fascinated in, or. or, or a nation, you know, like you go to Barnes Noble, and you're always going to that one spot on that history. Section. Right. Um, I guess for me it would be uh, sometimes. I mean, it depended. I guess it was either industrial revolution or um, I was definitely into. Um, and this is probably just from uh, reading a weird Tom Brokaw book. Was oh, yeah. uh, all like the World War Two kind of. Um, uh, the 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 best generation yeah the best yeah. generation the yeah. parents of the baby boomers or yeah, whatever yeah. and uh, I I I thought that was interesting and like you know like the last war fought for the right reason I don't know I mean uh, I found it all interesting I mean think at at the time and a little bit of that's kind of um, 
me kind of uh, reviewing history probably in a different way because I think at the time I was really into um, like the Zapatistas and and, right. and I was really into you know kind of these these ultimate like leftist like revolutionary groups yeah, yeah like you Central know. America yeah. yeah and it's like when I was eighteen well, and nineteen that was what was really yeah you know like that that <laughs> right. was what felt right and right. felt exciting and I was CIA yeah and I was really into like you know. Like the the Huru Party and the Black Panther Party and Did you have a Shake Guevara shirt. Uh yeah, of course. You know, there you go. B- before okay. it was in Hot Topic, right. thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was it was is uh, that was what was was really exciting about it to me. But as I was in political science, like you learn about everything that leads up to that and how that's existed in various different countries through various periods in time and mm-hmm. in various different structures, kind of. You know, this may be a stretch of a question. I'm just curious about it, but is there really is there anything you've kind of you can take from history, from what you can like you've learned, you read, and you've experienced, and you've studied and stuff like that, and and been able to apply it to your career so far with the band, and kind of keep you guys from making mistakes or steering yourself, or maybe kind of working through some some bullcrap that you guys have had to go through. Um, well, definitely when you. Uh read anything about the founders or the guys like right before they left i mean i think all, a lot of it's applicable and uh obviously like jay-z and everyone else i've read i think what is it the, the 48 laws yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The 48 laws of power yeah and there's another one that came out like the 48 laws of um it's like uh in uh not influence but uh yeah like influence, influence. So how to how to like win somebody over yeah That's and it's, it, it, it's interesting because a lot of them are obvious and you if you're a certain type of personality you do them anyway and then a lot of them when you read them you're like ah, it makes me feel like a really bad person right you know exactly. or whatever and you're like do i do that you know or whatever right. and it's like it's i mean it's very machiavellian yeah and, um, I was just gonna say. you know but um that that's definitely applicable and i think that i mean even down to the point of of like looking at like you know like the black panther party and 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 their points and um and and kind of when you try to do something i mean because essentially what it's always kind of been to me is um it's gone to this rage against the machine lyric which is the weirdest thing that and it's never ever been said in interviews i've said it a couple times but nobody's ever ever said it is that um like whenever I think about it, I think about, you know, fuck the G-Ride, I want the machines that are making them, you know, and it's like, <clears throat> when you're in a band this level or what, whatever you're doing at this level, like there's always going to be corporations that are, you know, looking to back you or looking to be involved with you or whatever it is, and it's like, why couldn't you be that corporation, you know? And then you would always, at least you would always be going to sleep with whatever your ideals are. Right. Like you would know what they are. Well, like it's the whether ultimate they, DIY. Yeah, totally. And it's like yeah. whether you're really doing it or not, you know? And so I'm always looking for new ways to do that, you know, from, you know, buying the printing press, you know, and then to figuring out, you know, um, with, with the label too. It's like <clears throat> learning the business side has been really interesting for me because it's, it's, uh, I mean, like, they're all just so different. And being on the other side of things, as far as that goes, you know, having the other conversation with the mm-hmm. band, you know, where you are the A&R guy is such a weird, you know, it's totally screws with your mind, you know. But um, I don't know. At the end of the day, I think it's a, a really great adventure story. And it's like you look to, I mean, Jay, a guy like Jay-Z is cool, but really like Richard Branson or, um, right, you know, or Howard Hughes, these guys who are like, you know, untouchable as far as that goes, you know, like anyone who's like, at, you know, like an airline and of movie, you know, I mean, it's 
bizarre to me, you know, and it's, uh, it's on the verge it, of, ins- you know, eccentricity or sort of, yeah, know, it's being ins- so eccentric. Yeah, yeah. And it's insane. And it's, it's like, can people still do it anymore? And obviously Richard Branson proves that you can, but I don't even know that everybody, I mean, it's so gigantic that I don't even, because I was talking to, you know, people on a bus the other day about Richard Branson. And, you know, I was like, you know, he started, you know, Virgin. He's, and, you know, I was like, everything Virgin is Richard Branson or, or, mm-hmm. or started by Richard Branson. You right. know, it's like David Geffen. Yeah, totally. And uh, they were like, they were like, so like Virgin Airlines? I was like, yeah. And they were like, Virgin Records? They were, they were like, I was like, yeah. I was like, there's also this Virgin train system in right. Europe that's gigantic. I mean, and it was like, he owns like whatever amount of islands and now is trying to, you know, take private, you know, shuttles into space. Well, in the theory, I guess what the, what, what the, what the stock markets were saying is the reason why he wants to create that alternative fuel is because he'll own it. Yeah. Everybody will have his. to buy the airline fuel from him. Right, and it'll so, be his. Very genius. Yeah. Very, very. I mean, of course, it wasn't in any of the press releases, but right. very genius. So, I mean, I guess th- that is something to be said about basically anybody at the age of 30 is that they don't, they, you know, you can't sell to them like you could to people over 30. Mm-hmm. You can't sell them a widget or a shirt or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're very distrustful of corporations. They're very distrustful of the sale. And I guess, you know, well, you've got your own record company now. And there's a lot of talk from people that start record companies say, I'm going to do it differently. Right. You know, I'm not going to rip off my artists. And right. I'm not going to, you know, the, the old deal where it's like, you know, you want to you, you wanna get paid for your royalties and try and audit me. Right. You know, and I guess, has there been things like with your own record company that you've set off or the bad saying, I'm not going to do it this way and that way and this way? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because we're in a very, 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 very bizarre situation because... <clears throat> I don't even know how much of this I'm allowed to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. So um, <laughs> you can call me up yeah. later. We'll <laughs> um, um, our deal goes through Fuel by Ramen, so right. uh, <clears throat> we're distributed by ADA, but we don't have a deal with you know a major label. We have a deal with Fuel by Ramen, who then has whatever deals they have, and uh, um, essentially, when it began, we were a boutique label. Like I, uh, I called up. John from Fuel by Ramen every day for about three weeks and was like, you know, sign the academy, sign the academy, sign the academy. And it was kind of just because they're friends of mine and I really liked their music and I thought they could be really great, but it was, there was no. But isn't the whole idea not to hire your friends? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, that's always, <laughs> no, 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 that's always. Just a, ask it. No, 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 that's right, always. It's going to be difficult. Yeah, that's always. Somebody's got to be the dick at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. a bad idea. And, and, and thankfully, that usually for the most part, uh, when you're a creative person and the other people are creative people, like I think you give each other different uh, uh, room kind of versus when it's um, a very business minded person and a creative person, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that being an artist that I have that understanding a little bit as well, like it's, <clears throat> it's hard to navigate. But I mean, one of the things that we decided was that um, that we were going to essentially have somewhat of a democracy and that every band was going to be able to vote and have other bands on the label. And I mean, it's been existing and it's, it's how the label's been running. But um, at some point, I mean, I foresee it'll be a problem. And at some point it's like, why would this, you know, hopefully your cell phone will be shut off. Yeah. Right. right you right. know, and, and, and why did these guys get this amount of votes and these guys should get this, you know, whatever. And I mean, essentially it all kind of, maybe you know went really wrong and really right with panic because it changed us from a boutique label to what kind of everybody was talking about and 
it was just a freak of nature. I mean, like a lot of it was like the right place at the right time. Like, you know, right when people were like, you know, Fall Out Boy was kind of reaching its, you know, or heading towards its peak on our um, from under the cork tree. I mean, a lot of people were like, you know, I mean, you're your fan base that jumps right in with you and the, at the get-go kind of is like, I don't want to, you know, like my brother wears that shirt now. I don't want to be into that band. And all of right. a sudden there's this new fallout boy they can be into that's like version 2.0 because right. like it's got like, you know, like dancing monkeys on stage well, or whatever, is, you know. Right, and then you're competing with yourself. Yeah, essentially. And it's, yeah. I mean, and to be honest with you, that's one of um, our most recent issues is that our bands all compete in most of the categories that they're in, like uh, the Woody Awards, they all compete with each other. Um, uh, for video space, they all compete with each other. It's like all our bands against each other, you know, and it's like you always are able to like, you know, put in the extra phone call or put in the extra little bit. And it's like, how do you decide to do that? And who over one do you do? Over yeah, another, right? you know, and why do you pull the trigger on one thing versus the other? And it's I don't like, know. Which girlfriend do you like the most? Right, totally. You right, know, it's right. very, it's it can be... Um, it's a very strange headspace, you know, and then uh, a lot more <clears throat> in the music industry is uh, is kind of glad handing people. Then, yeah, you know, much. especially once you get, you know, to a major label level, like it's like, you know, all of a sudden when our label wasn't boutique anymore, like, you know, certain people wanted me on the phone once a week, but not like really to talk about anything just because they like had to get me on the phone once a week. And, um, some of it I'm not very good at, and I don't really, you know, I'm not really interested in, in doing. And, I mean, that's one of the good th reasons that, that I do it with John from Field by Ramen, because he is able to do that, like, far more, you know, flawlessly. He'll be up at 9 a.m., and he will, you know. He's a business guy. Yeah, totally. You're the idea you know? guy. Yeah, I'm the idea guy, and he's the business guy. And it's interesting because it's like... I learn more about it, you know, like I know about like different end caps and like whether it's worth this amount of money, you know, and, 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 and co-ops and, and, and these different things. But at the same time, like, um, like I couldn't put together like, you know, our, our annual reports or anything like that, you know? So, uh, it, it's kind of been an interesting thing, but it's been a like great learning process right. and it's just the learning curve got really, you know, went, went really fast when, when panic showed up kind of. So I, I realize I haven't been putting in any breaks for songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We've right, been right. talking and talking and talking, um, which is fascinating. So uh, why don't we try and do a, a quick break for like two songs? But uh, I just why don't we play something that you that's on your iPod? That oh, that's like something that's um, why don't we play? Why don't we play something that kind of has like probably the, like the two songs that probably um, help you chill out the most? Maybe kind of like a crazy day. And it's just hell, and maybe all those bands are pissed off at you because, you know, Fall, <laughs> Fall Boy got an MTV and none of them did, and, and, and so you'd be getting the phone calls and the text messages. Right. And what are those two songs that you would say, you know, these are my Zen songs? Um, I would definitely, uh, randomly, I think I would probably say, uh, let me think. Smith's uh, Lullaby, or is it, or is it Morrissey Lullaby? I, I think sure. it is Smith's. Smith's but, Lullaby, yeah. and then uh, I don't know the names of uh, of the songs, but it's this band Kent. Kent, okay. Yeah, and uh, because a lot of I think the songs are all in Swedish or they're in a different I'm language. Have fun finding yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but no, 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 no. The interesting thing about Kent is they were like the band that I was sure was like the next 
you know, band. Like, they were definitely in the Muse Radiohead, and I was like, yeah, oh, this is, the, you know, and then it was just right. like, it went dark, you know, it was just like, no. Well, that whole genre did. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, kind yeah, of like. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, anything by Kent. Sing me to sleep, sing me to sleep I'm tired and I, I want to go to bed Sing me to sleep, sing me to sleep And then leave me alone Don't try to wake me I will be gone Don't feel bad for me I want you to know Deep in the cell of my heart I will feel so glad to go Sing me to sleep I don't want to wake up on my own anymore Sing to me Sing to me I don't want to wake up on my own anymore Don't feel bad for me
just to kind of bring a little levity back into it, you, you started off talking about one of the things I want to ask you about, which is what are some of the th- – we always hear – fans always see what you've done. They see you on the VMAs. They see you on this or that or at this red carpet thing or that thing. But what are some of the things you guys have turned down? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, you know, and I, would, I don't mean you to like burn bridges, but yeah, yeah. you know, but I'm just kind of—you <laughs> never hear about that side of things. No, totally. Because um, you actually build more credibility. Yeah, by yeah, what you definitely. Down. And it's like nobody ever really broadcasts it. Uh, well, there's been a couple. Um, I mean, I guess a lot of people. I, mean, I don't know if people know about the kids Bob thing, but um, uh, they they listed Dance Dance on the kids Bob track listing last year. And I wrote them an email kind of saying, I don't really understand how kids are going to be singing. Like, I only want sympathy in the form of you crawling into bed with me. You know, like, I was like, <laughs> doesn't really right. seem like it's a good idea for either of us, you know. And they were like, well, sometimes, you know, bands change their lyrics. And I was like, well, I don't know. We're just not going to do that. You know, it's just not really our thing. They and our person on that thing really didn't pay attention. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right, and right. it's, uh, and they possibly, just were thinking brand names. Yeah, and possibly has something to do with Patrick's um, enunciation or whatever. And uh, <laughs> probably, you know, or whatever. But uh, uh, <laughs> so. Didn't know you had an Eliza Doolittle problem. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the interesting thing, I think, is, uh, is like, I mean, if we ever wanted to do like a kid's friendly record like I've ever had kids like I'm sure Your we wouldn't LL want to record. yeah, yeah. We, I mean we would just do it on our own and do it the way we wanted I think to um to do it uh, uh early on in our career we got approached by like num- numerous beer companies kind of and I think it was before they really realized the age of our crowd you know and uh <laughs> yeah so there was kind of like a you know where is your beer tonight <laughs> I hope it is a Heineken like that kind of uh kind of interest in the band and that was not really the the right thing for the band you and know, that, but you know there is a ringtone in that yeah definitely no no, no. i mean that, you can make a fortune off that, that. is somebody's you know that. that that's the ultimate paycheck that's when you know <laughs> the, when the band's done that's it you know if you ever hear that that means you will not hear from us again uh i think right after that is doing the the answering machine messages yeah, yeah the answer exactly. machine messages and then the vegas review Hi, and then you're done yeah. <laughs> right um yeah we had that and then uh we had um we we were doing a deal with um this is one that was just kind of a weird one we were doing a deal with uh, a toy company um and we were you know really into toys and really into you know and it was you know like kind of like lego-y and it was it was it was really cool and and uh they were like it's like a you know a real like you know like little dudes demographic and and we were like that's cool because we don't you know it's not really one of the places you know where i mean it's one of the places where we definitely could like use help and you know it seemed interesting and then uh yeah after those pictures came out we just didn't get a lot of phone calls returned (laughs) from it you know so that was one of the (laughs) the cases where where uh you know and it's interesting you know the other thing that's interesting is I watch all these, you know, I'll read these things and I'll watch on, you know, VH1 or whatever it is, like, you know, like, you know, what what if Kurt Russell was Han Solo, like, he was up for the role, you know, or whatever, and, and you're like, well, that movie would have fucking sucked, you know, Right, whatever. exactly, yeah. You know, and, uh, or, like, the thing where they filmed half of Back to the Future with, uh, I can't remember his name, the guy with the red hair, uh, whatever, but uh, Eric, I can't remember, but, um... I always like notice. I mean, you you definitely as a band see sometimes other bands take the thing like you know like you passed on they that or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're kind of like, uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's just interesting. You know, it's interesting, and it's interesting to like, you know, you like who's leading. Yeah, kind of, and it's like, it's like you know, like you're like, well, Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon are always up for parts. You know, and you're like, that kind of makes sense because they kind of like, you know, look the same a little bit or something. I don't really know, you know, or whatever. Right. It's like you. It's just interesting to see like the bands that you think that you're probably like lumped in with, you know, or whatever. And it's, <laughs> I don't know, it's just a bizarre thing, kind of. You're like, well, you didn't go for us. That was number two, and you're like. Or were we number two? You know, you know. You right, know, right, really. right. It's like, right. The first date was was couldn't make it, so on yeah. the follow up. Yeah, right, definitely. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate <laughs> it. You know, I mean, I guess with your level where you guys are right now, um, and I don't want to say a bell curve, maybe more of a roller coaster. Um, how do you guys stay? How does a band at this level that you're at right now stay in control of what you're doing? Because so much between the blogosphere and the message boards and the MySpace, and then you've got the media behind it, and the different levels of media between, right. you know, the totally cred media, and then you got the celebrity magazines, that, right. which I'm really surprised you haven't gotten hit with the paparazzi, like the stalking right. paparazzi. Yeah. Um, but I mean, how do you stay in control of all that? Um, Is it all come down to you calling up the management of Crush and saying, um, this is your job? you need to keep all this off of me or you need to tell me where I'm going to start making the wrong decision or is this something where you guys collectively sit down and go we're feeling a little stressed out right now because we're I, playing defense a lot it's weird I mean in the credibility scale I, we were talking about this last night on the bus there's like all of a sudden when, when you're I mean there's certain bands and you know they're going to be this size forever like you're always going to be selling out thousand theaters you're going to sell a hundred thousand records of every single record you put out till the end of time you know and that's just going to be and it's like a great career to kind of have you know and uh and then there you know i mean i think a band like us is like you know it's going to be like here or it's going to be like here kind of you know and i did a very up signal and a very down <laughs> signal just for right because the cameras weren't on you know whatever but uh dramatic effect yeah um i think that uh, I mean, the credibility scale is so funny because it's like, you know, about four months ago or something, I decided, I was like, ah, it's like everybody knows I'm going to go out and I'm going to wear eyeliner and, you know, whatever, these clothes or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to just stop doing that because it's like at some point you want to keep people guessing and you don't want to become a parody of yourself, which is kind of inescapable in the, you know, industry that, that I'm in. But like... uh and I did it, and all of a sudden, like, in our Q&A and in our, in our MySpace, like, I, we started getting all these, like, you know, emails, like, Pete's changed so much, you know, and he's so different now, and and I was like, I'm not wearing fucking eyeliner, you know, like, not, you yeah, know. but did like, Billy Joe go through all that when he, you know, lost all that weight, and then he put on the eyeliner, and, Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know, know, it's like. Yeah, it's a weird thing, but then, but then here's the other side of it, is that. Gerard Way go through all that? I don't know. Dyed his hair blonde? And yeah, I, you want to know what? I think he did, you know what I'm saying? And people freaked out, you know, and they were like, in a good way and a bad way, like, in one way where it was like, people freaked out because they were like, oh my god, this guy's so different, but in another way, like, he was able to be like, this is a brand new thing, and you're like, well, it's kind of a fucking haircut, but like, I mean, like, you <laughs> yeah. know, but I mean, but people right. react in that way, and then, but the other thing that's so bizarre about it is, that, you know, like, 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 a week ago or something, you know, we were in, in Albuquerque, and, um, and we got in a fight with the security at the show, and, right, uh, right. the infamous, yeah, yeah, and it's like, I mean, at the time, what's going through my head is, is like, this kid who's out with me is a guy that I've grown up with since I was 16, you know, who, who um, got kicked out of his parents' house and lived with me when, since he was 16, and as soon as I could give him a job or, like, he could work, you know, I was really interested in that. And, like, 
somebody swung their fist at him and it's like well he's probably going to beat the dude up on his own but it's like I'm never going to let my fight friends fight alone because it's just kind right. of how I, I grew up and I never really st- I think it's a Chicago thing yeah definitely probably you know and it's <laughs> yeah. like I, but I never really stopped and and thought you know like this is going to be like you know another you know kind of like viral thing but then all of a sudden it slides the other way on the credibility scale where people are like ah, I have so much respect for Pete again and like oh my god and it's yeah, like exactly you know when you're like well I didn't you know like that was that was like a lightning striking, you know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't happen, you know. And that wasn't that, neither in neither situation. I didn't change in either situation, you know what I'm saying? Like I think there's obviously a gradual change of a person, and especially like in the situation, you know, or mm-hmm. that we've been in, you know, whatever. But I mean, like in neither situation was it like evidence of a change or you know like me reverting back to who well, I was. Well, the media becomes a message. Yeah, totally. You know, like the first the week before that, it was Saddam getting hanged. That was the the uh, the cell phone video. Right. You know, and then the second week, it's you get in a fight with a security guard. Right. And it's like the new media, and it's like the cameras everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And it's right. like you, everybody has. I mean, the thing that I find the most interesting, and I like like I like talking to people about, it, is that um, is there's this uh. There's this generational disconnect, I think, where um, my parents, I think, and and people like a, l- a little bit older than me and almost even me, I, I have this certain faith in the media where you have an understanding that, you know, things have been fact-checked. These, you know, like, this, you know, there's... Trust. Yeah, just trust. There's not this, right. you know, like, yell journalism. Like, it's it is, this exists, you know what I'm saying? And, that, and, and, and these are real, and obviously everybody knows the, like couple magazines that aren't you know or whatever right, like right. where you or, see the alien or babies or whatever yeah right. you know or whatever but then along comes the internet and along comes you know uh the, the, these blogs and, and 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 everything and you know wikipedia and all of a sudden which, it's which kind of reminds me have you seen your wikipedia lately no i mean it's, it's, i pulled this up for uh, leslie simon this really? today yeah. and i was like i was like did you see how the wikipedia starts She's like, what do you mean? And it's, it starts off. I have it right here. Right, right. It says, uh, Fall Out Boy are a homosexual American pop rock band from Wilmette, Illinois. <laughs> yeah, it's the most insane thing in the planet, you know? So if you get a phone call from Out Magazine <laughs> wanting to do a cover story, yeah. just so you know. You know, and it's like, and you watch these people have battles where they're like, you know, this guy's changing it and this guy changes it back and he changes it. Right, and, exactly, yeah. And, uh... But it's just, it's, it's interesting because Citizen there's... Citizen journalists. Yeah, but there's this, like, kind of disconnect because... I think some of this generation or the in-between generation kind of is hazy on it and you don't really understand that, you know, everybody, you know, who gets on the internet doesn't need to have like, you know, a license or any kind of credibility sure. or fact-checked anything, but people believe anything anyone sees in print, they just believe a lot of times, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you write this and it's like you, you're not, nobody's picking up on the sarcasm. Nobody's picking up on the fact that this person probably wasn't even there, you know, and it's, it's like those, uh, those fights you get with your friends over instant messages. Oh, Somebody yeah. didn't catch the sarcasm. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. And you know? it doesn't get picked up at oh, all. Like, you don't like me now? Well, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, totally. I'm not touring with you anymore. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know? But, I mean, I do want to talk about um, – uh, we kind of bounced around a little bit, but I do want to talk about fashion because mm-hmm. we're kind of dealing with this at AP right now. Um, and that is, like, the, the fashionistas versus the people that are, that are more like the, the average Joes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, um, it's kind of like, you know – there wouldn't be a punk rock or you know much less a, a hardcore um, like a born out of that whole thing in the metal um, if it wouldn't have been for the, the the London punks and stuff like that that were the dress up the right. ones that, that, that went to the stores and bought all this stuff and did all right. the hair color and all that stuff like that 
And, um, but there definitely seems to be this eternal fight that continually happens, and it's probably happened in scene after scene after scene. I mean, you go back and study the hippie scene, it's probably the same <laughs> damn fight, you know? Um, it, between the people that think that, you know, that they wanna, they wanna make a statement with their fashion, uh, versus the people that think it's all about the music. Right. And you should be able to wear flannel and jeans and a beat up pair of whatever. They don't have to be Converse. They don't right. have to be whatever. Uh, and I guess like w being, uh, you know, having your own film or your own clothing company and, and having accessories. Uh, and I was looking through them and stuff like that. I mean, it's like, where are you kind of standing on all that? It's overall like, is it, is it, it's like, that's what the Hot Topic right. fight is really about. Right. I mean, I essentially. The kids wearing Hot Topic. Right. I essentially disagree with the 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 latter. Um, the one that it's all about the music. Yeah, I I, uh, I disagree on two levels. I really feel like, um, like the music is the most important thing. I I mean, like you know, I don't go out and listen to what someone's wearing, you know, and that's not what I fall asleep to or something like that. But at the same time, when I think about the great icons. And not just in music, but in anything, you know, from politics to uh, movies to whatever it is, have all had, um, you know, kind of a uniform or something that set them apart or something that you remembered and kind of, you know, whether it was the facial hair or was, you know. Well, look at the Ramones. Yeah, I mean, and everyone did. As simplistic did. as it yeah, was. Yeah, no, everybody did. I mean, to the, you know, in a lot the of Beatles, in a lot of the Beatles, that's what I was going to say, and like yeah. refused. And it's like, um, I think that. It goes. It's obvious that it goes in way. It travels in waves. You know where it, it it goes to this. You know height of androgynous. You know ridiculous. Yeah, which is like we're, <laughs> we're 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 there. We're in the ballpark of it right now. I don't think that there's enough bands doing it. You know right now, but I mean I think we're we're getting there. Where it's like it's maybe a peak and, with the Manson, really Manson. Yeah, stuff. you know it did. Yeah, yeah, and I think and then I I just think a lot of bands are are, are kind of theatrical again. I mean it's it's it's. It's awesome, but you know the other one's going to come. You know, the other side of the wave is going to come out. And then the other thing I think is, the other side of that is that I remember, you know, going to shows and I'd see, like, the this is not a Fugazi shirt being sold. You know, and then I saw, like, a zillion people buying them. And I was like, but that is a fucking Fugazi shirt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I mean, like, the dude is in fucking flannel. But like that, and that's the anti-uniform. But that's like his fucking uniform. You know what I'm saying? Like that is what you know what I'm saying. He's still making a statement, regardless. Yeah, people, know, you know, be, because he's not doing it, he's doing it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's or it's like Eminem. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like he talked all this shit on like every pop artist and everything. But it's like he was played on Top Forty and TRL more than any of them. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. And uh, I mean, I think that that's one of the interesting things. And then I think that the other interesting thing is 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 where you can kind of go with your brand you can be kind of a, a walmart brand you could be a hot topic brand or you can kind of be one of these like boutique -y brands you know and um I, I, it, it's 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 what's interesting to you and then i think that i mean it's where you want to appeal because you know when when i was you know when i used to go by you know, I'm go by Atticus and stuff like that. I was like, you know, make some, you know, this was two years ago or whatever, you know, whatever it was. I was like, make some girls' jeans, like we'll wear them, you know, or what, you know, I don't know, whatever, you know. Right. And uh, they were like, yeah, nobody in the middle of the country will buy those. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's not there yet, you know, or whatever. And um, it's Usually kind of people tell you not to do it, do it. 
Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though? It's kind of, like, interesting, like, how um, you have the coasts, kind of, and then, like, a couple of the major cities, but then, and, you know, obviously, like, hipsters and all the, the cities, you know, whatever. Um, but then you also have, like, the middle of the country that's kind of always at a different point, you know, or whatever, or the red states or whatever you want to kind of call them, you know. I don't I mean, I, <laughs> right, you know, whatever. Right, then right. it's always at kind of a different place. And then, like, there was things that I didn't even know about, you know, like... Um, you know, there. I mean, a there's 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 branding guys. There are these guys whose job it is to brand you, which I didn't know. And you know, ninety percent of these hip hop moguls and icons have used one guy. I can't even remember his name. Um, and then there's this street team. I think of about eighty thousand girls, and maybe they have it for other. This is the only. This is one that I happen to know about, who are um, kind of known as. Um, culture arbitrators or tastemakers oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and and they are actually you know allowed to have these clothes you know six months out or eight months out and they wear them to school and then all of a sudden people are like holy shit i gotta be wearing like tight rolled jeans or whatever you know but i, I did i mean i don't know if it existed when i was in school but i had no idea i had to just thought those were the cool people kind of you know i had no idea that that was like actually a network you know or whatever it's kind of it's interesting. I went past. Uh, I was going into Banana Republic the other day to, to get a to get a T-shirt, and there was a girl that was standing in front of it, and she was a teenage girl, and she looked like a Fall Boy fan actually. And she was sitting there saying, uh, she came up to me and she's like, "Do you know where Trader Joe's is?" And it was like a real, like one of these more up and coming shopping centers. And I was like, "Well, it's right around the corner over there," and anybody would have known it. Yeah. And then I went in, and I came out twenty minutes later, and she's asking another guy the same thing, and that's why she was there. She was a plant. Oh, and really? It was just marketing. It was oh. just there to say Trader Joe's and get the guy to think, to get the person to think about it. That's insane. Oh, so yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's, yeah, it's 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 really crazy. But um, why don't we do this? Why don't we do? Um, uh, let's do another song break, and then I just got a couple of themes I want to talk about real fast, and then we'll wrap this up. Cool. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. All right. So why don't we talk? Why don't you tell me two songs that are your um, uh, like the the songs you put on that you go clean around the house in? You know, the ones that get you all psyched up to kind of like you know clean up the tour bus or your cleanup or whatever. Um. I would have to say Gorilla Biscuits start today. <laughs> okay. And uh, what else would make me want to clean anything ever? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even really like cleaning it at all. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, how about just light and airy songs then to kind of make you in a happy mood? Um, I actually uh, I like uh, listening to Outcast, The Whole World. Or whatever it is, you know, the whole world loves okay. it when you yeah, don't yeah, get yeah, down. Yeah. I like that song.
Okay. Here we go. Yeah, I'm afraid, like I'm scared as a dog, but I've got a new song and I want y'all to sing along. Sing along. See, this is the way that we walk on the sunny day when it's raining inside and you're
you definitely, uh, uh, I think as Leslie said, constantly connected. Yeah, it's insane. It's the most annoying thing ever. Everyone always calls it, uh, because it's, it's not as bad right now, but people call it, um, what do they call it? Like my uh, kind of like uh, sidekick laps where I'm going on it and people ask me a question. And I will, and it goes in and it like processes and it's like, and it comes out like about, you know, like 45 seconds later than it's supposed to come out. And it was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's interesting because it kind of goes into this like zone somewhere, you know, like this nether region. But you talk to everybody, on, you talk to everybody via a message or a text, but you don't hear them. Yeah. We're losing something. It's, uh, I don't it, know. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens like in five years. I think it'll, it'll affect the whole culture, like everybody. Yeah. It's, it's, we, we, can't, we won't be able to talk to each other so easy. Yeah. It's, it, it definitely affects social dynamics. And I noticed like a lot more people who text definitely need a lot more social lubricants when they're around <laughs> real human beings. Some more beers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, you know, like we'll notice and we'll see whether people's thumbs become stronger. I mean, some girl was telling me, <laughs> yeah. she's like, you're going to end up with arthritis. And I was like, no way. I'm evolving. You'll right. see these things. I'll these things are going to get huge. Yeah, these things are going to get exactly. huge. I'll lift, yeah. your, I'll lift your mini. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, well, let's, and that was one of the things I did want to talk about, which is uh, it, it, being a record company and also a, a band and what you guys are kind of going through with everything. Um, it, with the emerging technology and the way that everything, I mean, the iPhone. It's going to change, oh, insane. change everything. Yeah. You got the music industry basically giving up on digital rights, man, rights management. Which mm-hmm. probably, you know, like Bill Gates and those guys are figuring about a year and it's going to be finished. Yeah. So, like, what's it doing for? Where are you guys thinking? Where do you? How are you feeling? As much as like the retail environment, the stores are closing, towers bankrupt and gone. Some of that. I mean, you know, if you if you're looking in the future, what, how do you think a Fall Out Boy record is going to be? <laughs> I guess developed and then given to its fans. It's yeah, this is like money. the most in, yeah this is the most interesting probably topic that I could talk about because I feel like I could talk about it for twenty four hours and it would still be all hypothetical questions and and it's so interesting to talk about and um, I think so many things I mean um, I've you know uh, you know Mike Carden from the Academy is like said to me he was like you know he's like you know, Fall Out Boy is going to be the last band that's going to sell records, you know, or whatever. And that's interesting. You know, and I was like, good point. Yeah. Right? You know, and I was like, I was like, that's bizarre kind of, I mean, I was like, it was a weird tag because I was kind of like, you know, like, oh, that's just meant to fluff you up, you know, but then I was like, this kind of is a bizarre tag. And we went, we went down to Brazil, um, about six weeks ago and, uh, life's pl- rough. Yeah, yeah. Life's real rough. <laughs> I hope you know that. <laughs> so we went down there and we were, we were, we, we played a show for about, like 42,000 people and we're playing and they're singing every word and not to the singles, they're singing every word to every single song. And, uh, and I get off stage and like, you're like, when you get off a stage like that, like, I don't really care who you are. Like you get off stage and you're like, we're the biggest fucking band in Brazil. You know, like this is insane. I gotta go talk to somebody right now about right. this, you know? So we get off, we go to talk to our people, our people at our label and we're like, you know, we're like, like how many records have we sold? And they're like 7,000. And I'm like, I mean, like, that's just it. Like, that was just, like, one, like, look into it, you know? And it's, like, that's going to be everywhere, you know? Like, that was just Brazil. And I feel like, I mean, one of the reasons I think that, um, I mean, I, well, for two reasons I think that we've been kind of <clears throat> doing okay with records so far is because, <clears throat> one, I feel like we've kind of gone out of our way to demonstrate that we care about the entire package, like, <clears throat> everything from the art to the song titles to the lyrics to every single song on the record, you know, 
and want to have in, innovative ways to kind of have people involved. And then two, I think that, you know, I mean, at least on our last record, how I felt about like the the consumer was they were still slightly nervous about buying something that was intangible. Like they, a lot of consumers still really at that time. Right. And I think it's changed a little bit, but I don't really know, like needed something hard that they had bought because right. that's just kind of like the, you know, human dynamic. And then, um, cared about the band or cared or had a, 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 some kind of attachment or empathy with the band. And that's why you would buy this record. Whereas you wouldn't maybe buy this record because you didn't care about that, you know? And so, uh, um, I don't know. It's like, I mean, what I, <laughs> I'm, a, I guess I'll probably be a bit of a shit talker on this, but, uh, <laughs> I think that, you know, the major label industry has handled this about, as poorly as you could handle. I don't anything. think there'd be anybody that would disagree with you. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's certain levels have got it. Certain levels have got a little bit more than others. But yeah, it's it's just interesting, you know, and it's 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 labels run by the old guard, but trying to keep up with this technology that moves way faster than either the law or your marketing could ever keep up with. I mean, by right. the time you catch up with it, it's like they're already on to the next thing, like exactly. you know, and. Uh, um, it, it, it's it, there's so many things about it like uh, so do you think that the future of Fall Out Boy is going to be releasing digital records I think the future of Fall Out Boy will be releasing digital records and uh, really live shows is where it's going to be at like we're so, so more of a performance yeah we're a band that not saying that you're not performing now but yeah, you know what I mean no totally it's, and we're yeah and we're a band that's definitely um, you know, we're okay that radio is kind of going away. Like, we're a band that's done fine with radio and done fine without radio, and we'll be all right. And uh, But it's kind of interesting because um, you see, on one hand, you, 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 you kind of see the, the a lot of labels getting real desperate, kind of, and all of a sudden, you know, you have these these deals where it's, you know, Sign like your merch away. Merch, Sign yeah, away. you know, and it's like, Wait, why the fuck am I going to do that? That's the only place that right. I do all right. You know, like, that's like twenty deal. Right. Yeah, you know why? Why would I ever do that? You know, and it and it becomes weird and a very compromising and bizarre position to be in when you're at a record label because all of a sudden it's like you're hearing these murmurings and you're like, you know, I mean, we are still selling records, but it's like at the same time it's like you hear people being like, well, we should get these like merch deals going. Like this is what you know, and and record labels are essentially becoming ad like giant ad agencies, you know, and that's like all they're really needed for, you know, and uh, and then on the other hand, the thing that I've been I thought about, I started thinking about about two weeks ago or so uh no yeah christmas dinner because i was talking to my um my aunt and uncle and they're really into like you know like u2 and bands like that and they were like you know like why don't you you know tour with u2 and i was like that's a fucking insane You're thing the mega tour. yeah yeah and i was like that's a, kind of an insane thing because i don't think you two like no, yeah yeah yeah, yeah right you know <laughs> and uh and then they were kind of pussycat dog. right yeah yeah and then they were kind of like also they were like well, why don't you, you know, why don't you charge, you know, like $80 a ticket? And I kind of thought about this and I was like, there's this group of 
gilded bands, you know what I'm saying, that exist. Like, it's, you know, like, you know, U2, the Rolling Stones, um, like, bands like that, that, you know, they'll put out a record every couple of years, they'll win Grammys, they'll go out on a tour. Dylan. Yeah, yeah, and they'll go out on a tour, and it grosses, like, something, like, retarded, you know what I'm saying, like, that Rolling Stone list, that, where right. it's like, where you're like, I think we might be on it, oh, no. It's like, and then <laughs> right. you see the numbers, and you're you like, oh, no, Wayne yeah. Wayne Newton's Sunday yeah, act right, totally. in November. Yeah, right. and... Uh, and the interesting thing that the thing that I find the most interesting about it is that we haven't seen any bands move into that gilded kind of group in a really long time. I don't feel like, and it's like maybe Coldplay is kind of almost in the ballpark of it, you know, or whatever. But it's weird, and it's like, is it because those bands kind of have made it a good old boys club, or is it like music was so different then, or like I don't, I don't, you know, like, or is it just because it appeals to everyone, whereas? The music that's out there right now it just appeals to such it's like so um into you know some compartmentalized i mean like i don't even sure. really know but it's like it's a it's a very weird thing to think about because you're like i don't know if i will ever be there you know like my band could be around for 20 years and it's like we might probably just not you know it's like shouldn't green day be there and it's like i mean maybe they like kind of are on the way to doing that you know by doing some of the things that they've been doing you know lately but it's like i mean they've been doing it for like what 15 or 20 years now you know and it's it seems like they should be, you know. Right, right, right. I guess, well, what do they say? It's like a, somebody just wrote in Time Magazine recently. They say, you no longer have your 15 minutes of fame. You now have your 15. You're, you're not famous for 15 minutes. You're famous to 15 people 15 on MySpace. Yeah, which is one of the, it was one of the greatest quotes. And they actually said in it, I remember they said that they can't attribute it to anybody because so many people take credit for it, which is interesting <laughs> because it's like so like ironic, you know. It's like, uh, I don't know. So just, just because you get probably 30 million demos, a year, and we get them sent to us too. The ultimate question right now for any band or musician out there that's starting up high school, has your picture up on their wall, right. your guy's picture and wants to be the next Fall Out Boy, do you have to sign to a major label? Because you know that's what that, 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 I guess the formality is still embedded in people's minds. It's just like commercial radio. You need to have commercial radio to get it, right. but I don't know a manager that agrees with that anymore. Right. Um. <clears throat> it's interesting <clears throat> because like a lot of the you know quote unquote you know I, 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 I'll quote um, Dillinger Pat from Dillinger 4 a lot of the, the independent rock out there is neither independent nor does it rock um, <laughs> I think right. that uh, right yeah I, yeah I, I think that yeah. you know people have there's a t-shirt there yeah I mean people have a, a, a strange view of indie labels that aren't really, you know, I mean, since, and because I'm on the other side of things, I, I know that you're not really indie, you know, and you could say whatever you want, but you're not, you're essentially a major label or you're an imprint, you know, and then, and, 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 and now, now these indie labels, you know, and it's, and it's an interesting thing because after you've had some success, it's like, how do you not fall into that thing? You fall into the major label thing where it's like, after you've had some success, you start getting desperate for the next success. Right. So you have sign up a bunch of things, throw it against the wall and whatever sticks you get behind and whatever doesn't just kind of like falls into like, you know, like wherever this cavern that never gets talked about again. Right, you know? right. And then you have these major labels on the other hand that want to be like indie labels and want to be able to get bands from zero to 80,000 or zero to 50,000 It's like records. the fat guy trying to fit into a 30. Yeah, right. You know, and it's like, uh, yeah. everybody's got their own new system for doing it. Everyone, you know, whether it's like, you know, now managers are going to be labels or like, you know, whatever. I mean, like everyone has a new theory on where it's going to go and how, how it's going to be, you know, or whatever. But, um, I mean, definitely 
when we signed, our label was not able to take us to commercial radio at the time. And uh, at that point, like everyone still considered that really, you know, a necessity. And I think that we were one of the first bands that kind of um, did it in this way that, you know, I think that now at this point where it's at, you know, everybody, it's really easy to be like, you know, I saw that thing come in, like this thing was, you know, like, but it's like, like when you guys put us on the cover of AP Magazine, we were like, holy shit, like who the fuck did we trick, you know, or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? We were like, there's no, you know what I'm saying? Like we had, right. you know, like, and, and, and I think it was really, like really forward thinking because it was, it was early, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like we were one of the bands that just really had not sold enough records or had but it was a, a, it was a fan base i mean ultimately yeah no was, no yeah it was, you don't yeah. need to sell a million records right totally but i think we thousand fans that will buy everything it was yeah totally which but i think it was one of the it was it was there were there were some people that were were on board with that and understood that idea you know that that like that our fan base is is so motivated that they're going to get out there and show you right. that they exist and there's some people that didn't understand it and i think that the interesting thing since then is that there's been a, a couple of attempts to kind of follow, like follow this, you know, kind of. So you said a creation. model, yeah, intentionally. Yeah, and, and I then... think it's it, it's it's hard to do. It's hard to create like an organic viral buzz that's not organic. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. It's it's a it's a, like if Fall Out Boy had all been a plan, like if we had gotten all the things that we'd wanted to get, I think we would have had a very different history too. You, had to you know, fight for it. yeah, you know, and it's like when we went to get added to Modern Rock. Um, the week we got went to get added, K Rock shut down. You know, and I think a lot of these things were kind of blessings in disguise. You know, you <laughs> know, everything's meant to happen. Yeah, for a reason. no, totally. And you know? and uh, but it, it, it's it's. I mean, I think that this is the, the 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 biggest thing ever is that to me is that bands shouldn't feel so desperate to sign anywhere that they'll sign anything because there's a lot of bands out there that are signed that probably shouldn't be signed. And then there's a lot of bands, like, I mean, the, a, a band like like The Format, who's kind of, like, you know, gone through the the ringer, you know, or whatever, and I think now has an interesting new way they're kind of going about things. But it's like, in my head, I don't see why that band shouldn't be, you know, colossal, you know, or whatever. Right, and you right. can you can pick, figure all the things out, you know, eventually. But it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of bands on major labels that should have been huge, you know, like Quicksand or something like that, that just weren't. And then there's been bands where you're like, I never saw that thing coming. You know, I mean, like how many people saw Kid Rock coming and selling <laughs> Diamond in his record cycle? You know what I'm saying? Like, how many people were really like, yeah, like, because I remember seeing it on TV the first time and being like, wait, isn't this like this some 80 dude from the 80s? You know, right, right. Some, like uh, like at the one of the MTV like spring break things. Like, I didn't get it at all, you know? And then like, Next thing I knew, it was like I went platinum, you know, eleven times or whatever, you know, and it's like and eleven times, right. yeah. Right now, where is it? Yeah. Well, we do have to wrap it up, but I, I just want to ask one brief question, and then mm. it, this will be the last one. And but this one, I've always kind of wondered about, um, especially with the arms race video, and the way that you guys take it back, which was about three or four years ago, mm -hmm. where you're back at. Now, is that supposed? To, we were talking about this today in the office. Is that supposed to be the VFW? Is that a VFW hall, or is that the Knights of Columbus thing? Uh, what show is that supposed to be representing? We weren't see because we felt like we wouldn't be. We wanted to shoot it in the Knights of Columbus that we, you know, right, were the, in or whatever. They're in Chicago. Yeah, right? yeah, and we weren't able to. And you know, our director was like, he was like, well, we can recreate it, and we didn't feel comfortable like re like that one felt a little bit weird, kind of recreating, you know, and not having the okay. right people there or whatever. So it's kind of like a. 
it represents. A, yeah, it represents this. Okay, thing okay. More. Yeah. So let's go back to that period, and I'm just kind of wondering between now, between then and now, and you're stuck in these vans, and you're driving, you're crisscrossing the country, and uh, there's got to the sights that you see from inside the van as you're watching, you know, the country go past you. And was there ever one image that you saw? sitting in that van you know it could have been three o'clock in the afternoon and everybody's half of you guys are sleeping or something like that and the music's playing and stuff and whatever and you just saw it and it just moved you so much that t today when you guys you just feel so fortunate you kind of sit there and go back and you say you know what there's <laughs> there's always that one yeah. that sticks in your head you yeah know? yeah you kind of wonder like where did where's that person now there's um i have so many interesting ones and so many firsts and crazy ones uh i i guess one that kind of sticks in my head is um is we went on this two-week tour with spitalfield and uh we played maybe two shows on the entire tour because every single show fell through and we just mostly uh, snuck into hotels yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh we drove back from los angeles to chicago straight fun drive <laughs> yeah and uh I drove from about L.A. to Montana myself, and uh, I remember... At least the scenic route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're smart. Yeah. You didn't do the Kansas route. No, I remember driving through Arizona, and uh, I, I, I remember um, pulling over at this weird uh, dinosaur, like, uh, fossils, bones thing, and... Uh, going in by myself and uh everyone else was asleep and i remember looking at the like t-rex out there and being like feeling like it was peewee's big adventure kind of <laughs> and uh that's definitely one that sticks out in my head i mean uh the other one probably very tim burtonish yeah yeah i will admit the I, other I, I got one other one and that would probably be um there's this uh giant amico sign in st louis which is the world's i think biggest amico sign and it's really huge and uh we were in the parking lot of this, and it's uh, it was the first time Joe, our guitarist, drank, and he got wasted. Like he did the thing where he like drank like half a bottle of whiskey and half a bottle of uh, vodka because he didn't really, you know, he was two steps away from alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. And yeah. he was uh, he was sitting in between um, the trailer and the van on the hitch, and uh, my friend had emailed me. The first, and I had I was like what is this thing? He emailed me Postal Service and I didn't know what I had no idea what it was and I remember listening to Postal Service for the first time and it was like before it was like the Postal Service it was yeah. like this thing that like nobody knew about and I and like it was like the most moving thing and then I saw him just fall backwards between the hitch <laughs> on his back and I just I to this day I like remember that per like that moment like. Perfectly, like I can smell it and taste it and everything. It's so weird. postal service yeah. reminds you of Joe <laughs> being tanked out of it. Well, you know, I, best of luck with everything with this tour. Thank and you. Best of luck with everything with the with the multitude of companies and the, and the books and stuff like that. Oh, and probably one thing, uh, the Rainy Day Kids book that was supposed to come out mid February, I heard, but now it's postponed. Yeah, uh, mostly due to me and the editing process. And ah, my, uh, the great editor. Yeah. And Even you, Hemingway if, needed an editor. Yeah, and if you're a writer or you're interested in writing, everyone knows what it's like. It's like having kids and then inviting someone over to molest them in front of you. <laughs> there, there's another T-shirt. There's another T-shirt. You can make a couple million bucks on that. Thanks, Pete, for coming on. Best no of luck with everything. Cool. Thank you. All right, guys. Later. AP Podcasts are recorded at Lava Room Recording Studio in Cleveland, Ohio, a New York City quality studio at Cleveland Prices. 
check out www.lavaroomrecording.com. For more information on Alternative Press Magazine, go to www.altpress.com. The podcast engineer is John Walsh. Post-production assistance from Rob Ortenzi. I'm Mike Shea, and this is all my fault. You can reach me directly at www.myspace.com slash Mike Shea AP. That's S-H-E-A like the stadium, AP.